the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. Watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and also to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to also check out my articles on WorldNetDaily, WND.com, and barbwire.com, and they are elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to look at my book, which is written especially for teens, and consider ordering it. And it's just been published in its revised second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, here on our program, we often talk about the cultural impact of homosexuality and gender confusion, but of course, there are people involved in this movement, and people who sometimes don't, but sometimes, praise God, do want the Lord's direction to walk them out of those attractions and identities. Well, is that possible I know you know, many of you are believers, you know it's possible, but many of you hear lots of different stories about this, and how can people learn more about the possibilities for all this? Well, here to talk with me today is a longtime leader in this ministry movement in America to make sure that people know that, yes, you can overcome homosexual attractions and gender confusion. Ann Polk is Executive Director of Restored Hope Network, and let me just take a moment to fill you in on some of her incredible background that brings her to this issue. She's a mom, of course, a ministry leader and author and speaker on homosexual issues. She appeared on TV, radio, and magazines a ton of times during the early 19, um, the late 1990s and into the uh, about 2004, including Oprah Winfrey, Good Morning America, 
CBS Evening News, The 700 Club, Focus on the Family, uh, D. James Kennedy's Coral Ridge Ministry. She ended up in People Magazine and on the cover of Newsweek, and at one point gave 300 interviews in one month's time in 1998. She's spoken at many conferences. More recently, she's appeared on Dr. Dobson's Family Talk uh, program, Janet Parshall's program, Dr. Michael Brown's program. And her story of redemption has been featured in documentaries, including the really, really fabulous one called Such Were Some of You, which is Pure Passion TV, and that uh, came out in 2014. She's an author. She's a, a wonderful mom, her greatest joy being her three sons, and they all reside together in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Anne. What a pleasure to be with you. Thank you, Linda. Well, it's great to have you back on again. It's been a while since you've been on, but so much is happening in uh, your uh, segment of this issue and the ministry segment that you that you're so well involved in. And uh, a lot of people have heard you before, but some of our listeners have not. So um, give us a little bit of background with Restored Hope Network that uh, where people might get uh, more background about the ministry and why it even exists. Sure. Well, I um, struggled with same-sex attraction uh, as a non-believer um, through well, late adolescence or, or late elementary years through adolescence and, and then away in college I identified as a lesbian, which I was just bound to do, honestly, without the Lord and without real direction. Um, it, it was it was just my feelings leading me in a certain direction. So praise God, something amazing happened that first year in college. I began to wonder about life, about meaning, about who I am and how I fit in the universe, um, about things greater than the longevity of my life. And, you know, the big questions that begin to uh, college students begin to think about. And God was on the pursuit. He was, I was having dreams about Jesus. He was invading my world, even as I was um, uh, going to a Catholic uh, gay counselor on campus who was encouraging me that I could definitely be a Christian and be gay. And I was heading towards, before the Lord interrupted everything, I, I honestly would have been a gay activist. Mm. I would have been a gay Christian activist. So wow. you would have had that to contend to. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, one more voice on that end. It really, that's where I would have gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but my life was falling apart at the same time. So the all of the freedom to do whatever I want um, left, uh, I realized there was no bottom to the plane, essentially. There's no there's no end. It's just a disaster, potentially. And um, no reason to say no to, to things, uh, whether that be drugs, sex, or rock and roll, you name it. Um, it was all an open possibility because I had no moral uh, guidance any longer. No ethical guidance in that way. And so um, as my world began to deteriorate with me, uh, pursuing my own thing, Jesus began bringing hope in the middle of that and pursuing me through dreams and relationships uh, with other Christians and so on. And I remember one time I cried out, God, if you are really there, show me who you are. I hope you're not the Christian God, but um, I, I want to know. I just need love. I need to know what's really going on. And everything began to change from there, Linda. 
Mm. Everything began to change. God had an open invitation to begin doing things in my life, and he did. That culminated a year later with me receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior because I encountered uh, God himself in the middle of a um, uh, Baptist student, um, student-led uh, group on campus. And, uh, and there, as we were praying, the Holy Spirit showed me that he was actually in the room that he wasn't interacting with me. He wasn't in my life. Wow. And at that point, I was sold. I was like, whoever this magnificent person is, I've got to have this person in my life. And that, that began this process of leaving homosexuality, which I realized the Bible mentioned as sin. It's something outside of his plan. I thought of it as a shameful thing, but really, it's simply it's beyond that. It's much more important. It's uh, something that veers off of the sacredness of the way we've been built. Our bodies, our biology, our physiology testifies to that on a, on a science level. But on a moral level, we're crafted by somebody who really cares about us and who cares to, um, to have us function the way he designed us and that that's the only way we really function well. So in the old days, people would say, you know, the Bible is a handbook for life, right? Well, it's true. And the one who crafted us also knows what we're created for, and we're actually created for him. Um, if we're in an intimate sexual relationship, it should be one man, one woman, according to Scripture, just like Genesis affirms, and so does Jesus in Matthew 19, when he answered the Pharisees about divorce. So, you know, Jesus reaffirmed the Old Testament, uh, beautiful scripture of how God designed man and woman, one for another. And uh, that's a magnificent picture of Jesus and the church, yes. the, the bridegroom and the bride. Right. And Ephesians 5 goes into that. So it's magnificent, really. It's very compelling, this picture. And it's actually an evangelistic picture through all the generations of men. So whether you believe or not believe, you're carrying forward this picture of God's pursuit of his people. Right. And it's and his winsomeness and his desire for them and his commitment to them, his covenant, um, and his promise. And he is faithful. Many other people are not. Yes. But he is faithful and um and he will do everything that he has promised. And that is such a blessing, your testimony there, uh, for people listening. That is uh it's beautiful and a, an eloquent way to say what what we all come to this. I mean everyone has to come to the grips with their own sin, whatever it is. And um, the issue of homosexuality is, um, you know, one that goes to the creation um, issue as well as the function issue of how we relate uh, here. And also the picture of the bride uh, and the, the uh, you know, the bride as the church and Jesus as the bridegroom. I mean, there are so many, so many references and you, you just beautifully beautifully summed that up. We're talking, if you're just joining us, with Ann Polk, who is Executive Director of Restored Hope Network, and Restored Hope Network is at restoredhopenetwork.org. Have I got that right, Ann? That is correct. Well, so so tell us about Restored Hope, and you. I want to make sure, um, we mentioned this a couple times, you have a, a conference that's coming up next week, uh, June 15th yes. and 16th in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, is that correct? That is correct. And that's, yes. is that Baltimore area? That is um, close to Washington, D.C. Washington, actually. okay. Oh, Washington, okay. So um, tell us about Restored Hope and, and the, how the network started and 
we'll get into some of that before uh, we go into some of the other things or more current things we're going to talk you about. Well, um, when I received help, I became a Christian, and then I continued to struggle hmm? with same-sex attraction. But now I wasn't committed to living out homosexuality. Now I was committed to, okay, God, well, now what do you do with me? Um <laughs> How are you going to help me? And am I really born this way? And all those questions were relevant then that are now relevant. And there were science studies being done and different things with the brain and, uh, you know, looking for a genetic component, which they never did find and had to remove from the American Psychiatric Association's materials. Mm -hmm. So, believe it or not, they say now, uh, after many decades, a couple decades, they say, we don't know what causes homosexuality. Exactly. So at least they're admitting that they don't have a scientific basis for a genetic uh, predisposition to homosexuality. So that's helpful. Um, what, but at that time, we didn't know that. We, we wondered. And then I realized, you know, homosexuality is sin. Jesus knows how to take care of sin. I mean, he, he knows what to do with that. He's paid for the price. And he has uh, crafted a way for us to be redeemed from sin. So that's an easy no-brainer. So sticking with biblical language actually produces hope. And um, out of that, I realized that he knows what to do, and he knows how to make a new creation. So I'm going to believe that he's going to do something. And he sure began to. Um, I had to work through a bunch of things from my past, like I'd been molested when I was four, and that had produced uh, decades' worth of fruit in believing that men were dangerous and I was not safe as a girl. So there were some things there that God wanted to deal with, and he did. Um, feeling like I didn't fit in with other gals, he dealt with that. And when I did feel like I felt uh, fit in with other gals, I um, realized that sexualizing them doesn't make any sense because I'm just like them. And so... Um, it wasn't a logical thing, but these things emotionally just began to happen. Mm-hmm. So what I found is help through Exodus International back in the day when Bob Davies used to run it. Yep. I um, later was on the board of Exodus. I was a national spokesperson for Exodus. I invested myself in it for 20 years. And then we hired a new fellow, uh, Alan Chambers, to lead it, which after 10 years, he actually tanked the entire organization. Yep. And instead of resigning and letting us realign it, he simply took it down the tubes. He apologized for ever helping people leave homosexuality, and he closed Exodus International North America, headquarters only, not the ministries. They continued to operate. He couldn't do more than just shut his own office. That's all he had the authority to do. But nonetheless, he's done great damage across the country and across the world. Um, to the message that people's lives can change. Um, so we're still dealing with the aftermath of that, but in the middle of confronting him with the error that he was dealing with, Restored Hope Network was birthed out of um, the purity of theological disagreement and um, leadership disagreement and messaging disagreement with Alan. He and his board refused to listen to us, so the majority of the founding organizations of Exodus International joined and created Restored Hope Network. Wow. So that's what I lead now. And I was one of the point persons in dealing with the error at the time, which is why I'm probably the executive director. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, my ex-husband 
was heading off the rails with the same exact thinking mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and embracing homosexuality as a result. Wow. So it was a very personal thing for me and also a very organizational, important, personal thing there as well. Well, we are um, coming up on our first break, and we're going to come back and talk about some of the current issues that you all are dealing with. You're getting more and more into the policy issues that relate to this because, you know, the opposition knows that your testimony is powerful and uh, coming out of homosexuality is an amazing testimony. We're talking with Ann Polk here on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. This is Linda Harvey. We will return right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today with Ann Polk, who is executive director of Restored Hope Network. That's restoredhopenetwork.org. And this is a wonderful group of folks who um, I've known a lot of the folks uh, in Ann for many years. And uh, they offer the hope for being an overcomer of homosexual uh, feelings and attractions of Uh, gender confusion through Jesus Christ. And it's just uh, that simple and that wonderful and that uh, magnificent. And um, you can also go to a national conference. Now, Ann, tell us about your upcoming national conference. You bet. It's going to be right outside of Washington, D.C., in Upper Marlboro. I cannot pronounce it very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Michael Brown will be one of our keynote speakers. Uh, Julie Boyce from Moody uh, Radio. Um, and um, several of our other directors, including um, Deborah Barr, mm-hmm. who's a minister uh, for All Things New in um, at the same church, First Baptist Glen Arden. And uh, we're actually going to have a an award-winning worship leader as well. Stephen Hurd will be leading us in worship right. during this segment. So uh, we've, we've been so blessed. We're really looking forward to hosting the conference, and especially it's created for those who are either family members who have just heard their loved ones are gay or are embracing transgenderism, or those who struggle with these things who want to see God free them um, and move forward in life, and how to find support uh, for their own efforts in leaving homosexuality or embracing their biological gender. So those are uh, pastors and counselors are more than welcome to come. We, we love that. Uh, we have materials for them as well and workshops, breakouts, and, and you name it. That's but great. It'll be a weekend filled with testimony and uh, lots of help and hope. Well, people can find out more uh, on your website, restoredhopenetwork.org. And I'd like Correct. to move on and quickly, um, because our, our, we never have enough time, talk about your efforts in the policy issues and particularly this um, horrendous California uh, bill that would seek to shut off the voices that you all bring to uh, so, so desperately needed, uh, the voice of the of, um, of redemption. And uh, t- tell us about this Bill 2943 and what's going on with it. Sure. It was created by, uh, brought into being by Evan Lowe, a gay uh, member of the LGBT caucus um, in California. And he's a very, the whole caucus is very powerful in the state right now. Um, they have some voicing of national affirmation to the bill. And so you need to keep your ear and eyes open 
because um, it likely will be headed to your state if it if it continues and it passes in the state of California. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, what it's seeking to do is is prohibit or call fraud and put the government stamp of disapproval on any efforts to overcome homosexuality with services or products. So anytime money changes hands, which includes the counselor's office, um, it invades the freedom of speech amongst adults, not just teens, but adults this time, and um, of any age, of any religious background, and it invades the freedom of religion and goals that would go along with the person's religious perspective. Right. So it's, essentially, it's attempting to force the church to evolve on the topic. Yeah. And uh, one legislator actually said that uh, in, during the hearing for the bill. Right. And, they, and so, um, it's passed their, yeah, their lower was, house, right? It was in the uh, assembly, which assembly. is their house. House, yeah. yeah. And now it goes to their so, Senate. And now it is in the Judiciary Committee of the Senate. It mm-hmm. will be heard next Tuesday. Um, we are organizing a rally and a um, uh, press conference that will involve two hours in the morning, 9 to 11 a.m., of people's life testimonies having left homosexuality and with help, either products or services, both of which will be called fraudulent as a result of this bill and allows anyone to sue based upon purchasing this material or suggested purchasing or advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so bottom line is if a Christian uh, radio or any other radio advertises a book mm-hmm. on this topic, they could be sued based upon that in the state of California. So the next time I'm introduced on a radio program in California as the author of mm-hmm. Restoring Sexual Identity, potentially, you know, somebody could get sued on that. Right. Um, if you recommend across the you know fence line to your neighbor who asks for help and has been confiding in you their struggle, and you say, "Well, I know Joe Dallas wrote a great book on A, B, or C." Well, if you're in California, that could subject you to a lawsuit. If you happen to have a conference like we did last year in San Diego, and we sell tickets to that conference, and you are a gay activist who's pretending you want help, but you don't really, and then you leave it and you sue the the creators of the conference, well, that now becomes a possibility. So we expect gay activists to come and attend our things. They show up in our group meetings, they find out about this, that, and the other, and you know what I think is I'm glad they're there. Exactly. I don't have a problem with that. Sure. But from now on out, that will be a potential lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So the national, even focus on the family's online bookstore, all of a sudden that becomes an issue because people in California can access that and buy materials. Mm-hmm. What about um, Biola University with worldview training? Well, Summit Ministries in Colorado used to hold teen and older uh, worldview trainings, and they cover the topic of, of biblical sexuality, God's design, and how homosexuality is sin. And so to even abstain from that sexual act is considered to be a fraudulent suggestion, according to this bill. And I'm not, I'm not taking words out and making new things. This is actually in the bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Any attempt to... Uh, any... It's so general, it can be applied in all these different ways, but literally they're prohibiting and calling a fraud um, materials and products and services, which include any effort to change behavior, identity, or explore sexual orientation 
feelings. Right. And so and that's... So any that, of those things are impacted by Christian worldview. That's the uh, God's view of, of sexuality. We are almost out of time. And is there a, a, num- a contact quickly that people could make to uh, speak yes. out about this bill? To find out more about the bill, there's a fabulous website. It's ab2943.com. Okay. ab 2943.com. That will coach you through what all is happening, who all is organizing against it, and what the talking points are to be ready in your state. Yeah, because it could come here. And my book, uh, Maybe He's Not Gay, uh, does uh, would would be uh, would would fall under a violation of this bill. Thank you, Anne, for for all that you are doing. I ask our listeners to pray for your ministry for Restored Hope Network and all the network of ministries for uh, this bill not to pass and for the um, freedom to bring hope to people to continue to be allowed in California and throughout America. So thank you and God bless you, Anne. Thank you, Linda. You as well. Okay. And just remember, friends, just remember with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.